Hello and welcome to the Creative Calm Podcast. I am your host, Denise Christensen Ray. I'm a creative wellness coach who has a passion for adding zest and whimsy to everyday life. As a mom of four, teacher and business owner, life can get a bit crazy and overwhelming, but I have discovered that through the magic of rest, creativity, and play, I have the power to find common success in all areas of my life and business. My mission with this podcast is to show you that this is possible for you as well. I can't wait to help you embrace your playful spirit, find pockets of rest in your days, and dive into the joy of creativity so that you can move past overwhelm and thrive in your life and business. Let's get to the show. Hi, and welcome to the next episode of the Creative Calm Podcast. I'm so happy to have you here today, especially because it's a very special episode. It's my very first guest episode, and it's with a very important person. Her name is Allison Cullen. Hi, Allison. Hello. I'm so excited and so honored to be on this podcast. So Allison is the founder of the brand You Do Woo. She has a podcast called the You Do Woo Podcast, and I found her because of her podcast. And that was way back a whole year ago when I never even dreamed of having my own podcast. And here (laughs) I am. Uh, So it's like very surreal to have Allison on right now because she has been a very influential person in my life the last year when it comes to my personal development and now this business development as well. Allison is also an expert on human design. That's like what the UDW brand is is all about. And so when I found her, it was because I was looking up some information about human design. And but she's also a guru when it comes to business and things like that, too. So, Allison, why don't you just tell us a little bit about your background and give a little taste of what human design is. And then we'll go back. We'll go deeper in it later. Then you'll ask me all the questions. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So I actually my background in my previous life, I say my actually this life, but um, a few decades ago, I actually went to college and got a degree in finance and marketing and then started doing accounting near the end of college. And I started working once I graduated in the music industry in Austin, Texas, doing business management, which is sort of like a fancy word in the music industry for um, a music industry and entertainment industry for taking care of a band or, you know, it was basically band and music companies books and helping them budget and helping them grow their revenue and all of that kind of stuff. So very numbers minded, business minded for most of my life. And I loved it and I was good at it. But once I found out about human design, which I'll give you a like overview of human design in just a second. Once I found out about human design in around 2018, I started feeling the pull that I was meant to do something else, which was very scary after doing the same thing for like 15 years or so. Yeah, I can Um, imagine. Yeah. And that being what I got my degree in and all of the connections I had and the contacts I had and whatever, it was very much like I, I started learning about um, my sacral authority center, which is a, a vocabulary term in human design we can go over later. 
Um, and that may mainly just means listening to your gut instinct and your gut feeling about things. It doesn't really make logical sense, but there was this like feeling inside of me that I was going to be switching careers at some point and I wasn't going to be doing this forever. And I was like, okay, this is crazy, whatever. Anyways, got pregnant, um, kept working in the music industry and I did get rid that year that I got pregnant. I got rid of a few clients that I didn't wasn't aligned with anymore. So I started using human design in my career okay. in that way because it just didn't feel. I don't know. It just didn't feel aligned anymore. Like working with with those people, they were kind, sweet people. I was good at my job, all that kind of stuff. But I was like, OK, let me start like offloading certain clients that don't feel aligned. And then I had my little one. And when we I was in the hospital and had just given birth and, you know, you're like exhausted and you're like, yeah, oh my gosh, I'm just like yeah, no. waiting <laughs> until I could go back home, all this, all this stuff. And I used an app on my phone to look up my daughter's, uh, my brand new daughter's human design. And I saw that she was a reflector. And for those of you who don't know what a human design is, or there's five types and reflector is the least common type. It's like less than 1% of the human population are reflectors. So I like started crying and I was freaking out a little bit, being like, I don't know anything about reflectors. Like I don't, I need to learn more about this, all that. So I started studying it a lot more once I had my daughter and like looking okay. into the other types. I really, you know, when you're, when you learn human design, you sort of like, stay on your type for a little bit and learn a lot about yourself, which is the point of human design. And so mm -hmm. I knew all about being a generator and all that kind of stuff. And I started diving into the other types since I needed to learn about my daughter, who was a reflector, and my husband, who is a projector. And fast forward to March 2020, my daughter was six months old. I had just gone back to work. I think I went back to work like the end of January. And then the world shut down. The music industry shut down for sure. That was like one thing that was very much like no concerts, okay. nothing like that. So I didn't have a job. And I was like, OK. And I was on, on, on unemployment. So I was OK for a little while. And I was sort of just being like, OK, well, I'm going to enjoy, enjoy this time with my daughter and, and all of that kind of stuff. And then a couple months in, I had learned more and more about human design and was talking about it just to family and friends and answering the same questions over and over and doing readings and all of that kind of stuff. So I was like, yeah, how about I get certified and actually learn how to give a reading and start a podcast? So I actually started the podcast while I was still getting certified and just the common questions that people would ask. I answered on the podcast so I didn't have to waste time answering them over and over again. If you have a uh, you know, newborn, you know what that's like. You don't have a whole lot of extra time. And so I was like, here, let me record these, record this information, put it out there. And then I can say, hey, if you're a generator, go listen to episode four. If you're a projector, go listen to episode five, like that kind of thing where you sort of like use it for your benefit. And I got certified in the meantime. So then fast forward to like the fall of 2020, Things were like opening back up somewhat and they were thinking about starting concerts again and all of that kind of stuff. And by that time, I hadn't replaced my income, but I was doing pretty well. And I just knew that this was my thing that I was supposed to be doing. 
So I ended up saying, hey, I'm not going to get back into the music industry. Like I'm not going to keep going. I ended up training a girl to take over for the accounting portion and all of that kind of stuff. And then I just went all in with this podcast and with human design readings. And now it's expanded wow. to to all the things, but human design was the, the beginning. So that's such an amazing story. And I love hearing the background stories like of how we fall into and it's almost like meant to happen, but it's like all the little like things that had to happen for you to get to the next place is so it's so interesting and cool. And I've heard your story before and I just love I just love the like how you can how like your daughter being a reflector and then you became even more interested in learning everybody else's types. You're so good at explaining human design and I feel like it's such a gift to the world and like your daughter almost had to be a reflector so that you would want to learn more things. It would be awesome if you could give my listener a basic overview of human design because I think many people who are probably listening to this haven't heard of it before and it's been such a gift to me to learn all about my human design and I think it's something that if you hear about it right now it's something you're going to totally want to take some time and dive into. So yeah, Yeah. if you could just give us an example or just not an example, but give us an overview, that'd be amazing. Yeah. So when I explain it in layman's terms, it's almost like an empowerment tool, Um, a tool that you can use to make your life more efficient and feel a lot better. It's basically, so you go in and I can give you the the link, Denise, too, for people to go get okay. a free chart so they can put all their information. You do have to know your birth time, like you put in your birth date, your birth time, and then st- city, state, country. So it's similar to like if you're going to get your astrology chart reading. Um, to, and astrology is really awesome, too. It's amazing. I'm, I'm just now learning about it. Um, I feel like human design is a little bit easier to understand as a blueprint. So it's basically a blueprint, a printout of your energy type, the way that energy runs through your body when you're alone. And then as you dive deeper, you can see how other people being around sort of affects your energy because we definitely feed off of each other in different ways. But learning about your human design type and your energy type when you're just you by yourself is the best place to start. And there's five different types. So it's almost like the Enneagram and astrology like had a baby. If I was going to like explain it really layman's terms, white. I think that makes sense. Like, yeah, totally makes sense. And And I really love Enneagram and I really love astrology for different reasons. But I sort of love human design because you can't go pick your number like you can in Enneagram. You know, you can't like go answer questions to try to change what you are. Um, Like I'm an eight and I really want to be a seven. I'm pretty sure like one of my wings is a seven. But anyways, I I just am like, oh, I wish I was a seven. But I'm I'm an like when I answer the questions, I'm very much an eight. So with human design, you like you are what you are. You can't go like answer questions a different way based on your your birth time and all that kind of stuff. And there's five different types. Two of the types, generators and managens, which is what you and I are, make up about 70% of the population. And they are the ones that create energy, just like constantly ideas and fun things to do and go, go, go. For the most part, it's like we have this internal motor that just keeps going. 
so long as we are doing things that light us up. And I think that's an important part because that's where you come in with your Creative Calm Studio because you're really helping women to find those things that light them up because everybody's very different with with what gives yes. them that like creative feeling, you know? Mm-hmm. So such an important thing. And that's a gift that I realized that I have from yeah. learning my human design. When I was thinking about creating Creative Comm Studio, uh, a lot of it came because of my human design and the things that we learned about in my chart mm-hmm. because I have a gate or something that is very lit up by creativity. Mm-hmm. And I also have something where I can help lead others. I think you talked about that where, and so like the two of those together really work well for creating the studio. Yeah, And I'm very lit up by it. And it was really cool to see once we went through my chart where my gifts are. And um, I would love to, okay, so you need to go through all the different types, but then I want to ask you about like, how you've you've read lots of people's charts so we had to talk about like do most people relate to their chart you know is that something that you find so well let's first hear about the different types and then we'll go to that question yeah so as i said before the like most of the population about 70 percent are generators or manifesting generators which denise is a manifesting generator and i'm a generator so most people that you will meet will fit into those categories. The next type is a manifester. So this is about 9% of the population. These are people who are very much meant to initiate and start things, like get things started, but then delegate out the rest. So like Denise has a little bit of this manifester in her too. Manifester, manifester energy and generator energy. I forget which one. I'm more more, generator. More generator. So it sort of can go every day. And the difference with that is like generators are made to work like on an everyday basis and manifestors a little bit have like a weekly schedule that they work with. Like they'll feel like really lit up like Monday and Tuesday and then need to take three days off. Like it's it's that kind Mm -hmm. of vibe. Okay. So you're a little bit more like me where it's like you can I mean, not that we don't need to rest and we don't need time for you know, downtime. But if we are doing things that light us up, we pretty much have access, like consistent access to energy. So that's Mm -hmm. pretty neat. Um, Manifestors using your voice and your throat chakra is very important. And you and I have worked on that for you and activating speaking your truth and standing up for yourself. and, And this podcast is really magical in that way because it activates your throat chakra and it has come really easy to for you, you know, because of really enjoying it. Yeah. Yeah. So that is a gift that you have because you do have some manifester energy in you. Projectors are about 20% of the population. They are not here to be the doers or the energy creators. They actually don't have access to their own energy. They feed off of other people's energy. Um, And they're very, very efficient. They also work on a daily basis, but like much less. Like, whereas generators can totally put in an eight-hour day as long as they're doing things that are fun and feel good to them, projectors more so work on, like, a two- to three-hour work day because they're very, very efficient and they can get all of their work done in that amount of time. Now, in, you know, projectors can say, okay, this is a season of me sort of acting like a generator to get a business up and going or whatever, and they'll be fine. But it should only be a season. And for most of their existence, they probably should be working just two or three hours a day. 
So okay. that is very interesting for for projectors. Projectors. Yeah, um, for sure. Growing up in like growing up and living in a generator world, right? So they're sort of having to do some unlearning of needing to go, go, go and constantly have a lot of energy. And then the last type that I mentioned before is reflectors. They are less than 1% of the population, whereas generators and projectors work on a daily basis and manifestors work on a weekly basis. Reflectors are very monthly beings, like lunar beings. They follow okay. the lunar cycle. So they can almost be like chameleons um, where they like one month they're really into sports and then the next month they're very into music. And then like they can change based on their environment or the people they're hanging around. And that's actually not a terrible thing. Like they don't have as much sense of. Yeah, they don't have much sense as much sense of like being a defined self. Like I love this and this is what I love. Like they're very much meant to taste and try out a lot of different things. And that's your daughter, right? Yeah. So do you find that for your daughter? Yes. I didn't probably until she was about two or so when she could talk and walk and get around and was like interested in things. And it is it is really nuts. Like we had a good month where the only thing she would watch on tv is frozen and okay. now she doesn't want anything to do with it except she wants to dress up for elsa for halloween but she doesn't want to watch anything frozen or color anything frozen or whatever right now okay. she's very into spongebob and like october is spongebob month like i do i do not know why and she'll get into a time of painting where it's like a whole month all she wants to do is paint and then the next month all she wants to do is legos it's very okay. weird. It's crazy. Huh. Yeah. So you're you're talking like she's she's literally like, do you feel like um, children start to to show their human design pretty early on or I, it depends? It, I think so. With her, I did. I don't talk to her about it and I sort of let her show me. So I think that is important as well. Like as yeah. you're learning about this, if you're a parent, it's really important to just sort of follow your human design the more you follow your human design the like happier everyone is going to be around you whether they're following theirs or not if that makes okay. sense especially that if you're sense. a generator or manigen um all the other types you'll start to see them like being that way but i also just as a parent don't want to put my child in a box like i don't want to force her to like you know do things by the by the lunar cycle or whatever i sort of just want to watch how how it ends up being and it's ended up being pretty spot on for her um i do think that from like zero to seven if you sort of just like let your kids be who they are instead of conditioning conditioning them into anything human Mm -hmm. design included they'll show you who they are you know what I mean? Yeah, that's so neat. Yeah, I feel like I see that with my four kids because mm-hmm. they're four very unique yeah. kids. And actually, when I've done their, well, all, you know, all kids are. But when I when I have run their chart, and I haven't really delved into their charts as much. I spent this past year that I've known you, like, really just focusing mm-hmm. on my own. Uh, but I, but each of them, I think I have two generators, one manifesting generator, and one projector. Mm-hmm. And I see, I can see 
some of the things that we're talking about. Most of my kids, all my kids are over the age of seven. So mm -hmm. I didn't even know about human design until the age of seven. But I always worked on letting them be their own individual kid. Yeah. And, you know, as best I can, I'm a parent and we're all, and I'm a human and I'm sure I've conditioned plenty of things into them because that's just what we do sometimes, you know, not on purpose. But it's interesting now to like look back and be like, oh my gosh, like now that I know their designs and I can really, I do see um, where that, where it plays in, but they're also still growing and changing, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's interesting too, but yeah, such, when it's, such a, it's such a really neat world. I, I just was, when I first heard about it, I was so curious. I feel like this is going to happen to plenty of people right now on this podcast that are listening. They're going to be like, wait, what is this? And so I will put in the show notes, um, how to find your, your type. We mm -hmm. talked about that and um, your chart and it's going to come up and you're going to not know what you're looking at really a hundred percent. And that's why you're going to want to go to Allison's website and her podcast. And you could learn so much just from your podcast alone. Like look at, listen to your, about your type, listen about there's all, there's other things too. It's not just the projector and the manifesting generator. Um, there's like, well, what else is there besides that, Allison? Like part of this stuff. The two other things that I have people dive into at the beginning. So it's your energy type, which I just went over those five types. And then your authority, which is something that helps you make decisions, which is which can really change your life. Like very much because mm -hmm. for so long, I was saying yes to so many things out of fear that I wasn't doing enough and out of fear that I wasn't going to like move fast enough or whatever. I was like, I have to just do all the things. Let me just try doing all the things. And really what that does is it ends up leading to burnout. The things that are, are like putting you through situations that were never meant for you in the per first place, like hard. Yes, we live in an imperfect world and there's going to be hard situations like it just is mm -hmm. what it is. But sometimes we put ourselves through our own through suffering that was never meant for us because we say yes to something that was not correct for us. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So your yeah. authority can very much help you with that. Um, you have emotion. I feel like your I'm sorry. I feel like your authority helps you really follow your intuition. Like it's like <laughs> a it's a guide that helps you actually listen to what, you know, your higher power mm -hmm. or spirit or whatever is trying to tell you through your body. It's it's been such a gift for me to understand mine. But yeah, so everybody's gets it come through the differently, right? Yeah. The only it's a different part of your body. There's several different authorities. Um, the only one that's not an authority is your brain. Isn't that funny? And that's how most of us use that's what most of us use to make all of our decisions yes. in the world. Yes. And people listening will know that they like, you know, you you meet some guy, you're dating some guy in your 20s and he looks good on paper and he's exactly who your parents would want you to marry. But like deep down, it's not right. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's like we've seen that happen so many time to, times to people or like take a job that's not correct for you or whatever. Um, mm -hmm. and, and what it does is that if we use our brain to make too many decisions, what it does eventually is cuts off that connection to creativity. Right. A hundred percent. One hundred percent. So it's funny because I, I think about so my human design um, authority is I have emotional authority, but secondary like sacral. So mm -hmm. like I can. So what is that here? You know, it goes through the different yeah. authorities and then we'll talk about mine. 
Well, we have a whole lot of authority, so I don't know if I have time to go okay. through all of the different ones. All right. So we basically, can, yeah, we can talk about yours. Basically, when you get your chart, you have podcasts about a, mm-hmm. a lot of different things, right? So you could go, you can go to Atlas and stuff and you can find all, all the information you need. But my authority is emotional and then secondary kind of sacral. So sacral is my gut, right? Mm-hmm. Is that where my sacral is? Like mm-hmm. my gut area? And what we're not supposed to make a decision, Allison's taught me, is that I will usually feel a sensation like in my body that's like it's right or wrong. And I'll know like, or I'll even say like, uh-uh or uh-huh. Like I'll say like, I'll hear myself say yes or no quick, pretty quickly. But because I have this emotional authority, which means that I ha- I sometimes have highs and lows of emotions like that come within my body that I don't necessarily control because of a circumstance outside of me. They just it just happens in waves, which is very interesting, by the way, when I found that out. Um, if I'm in a really high wave or feeling kind of low, that's not a good time to make a decision. So I have learned that I need to like kind of ride the wave and then come when I'm feeling at a neutral place then I can kind of go with what my gut decision says. And a lot of times the gut decision was right, but you just want to make sure mm-hmm. that you give yourself some of the time. And maybe it's like about, they say 24 hours usually is about, right? Sometimes my, sometimes my waves last a few days. I have to admit ever, but I'm learning myself. I, that took me some time. That wasn't the first thing I did when I learned human design. It took me some time to get, but I was thinking back to a time where we were buying this house, but we were looking at all different houses and we almost, we put a, you put an offer in on a house and I woke up and I just had this like gut feeling that the house wasn't right for us. And, but my mind, my brain was like, but you put the offer in and it has this and this and this, it's the perfect house for you and all this different stuff. And honestly, I was like talking myself into it being the right house. Um, but it just felt so off. And then what happened was it fell through on their end, Mm -hmm. but I really worry about that. I would have went through with it because I was convincing myself that I was crazy, that I was having this like really off feeling. And now knowing all these things, I would 100% trust that feeling uh, because I've learned that trusting my like intuition inside like and then and learned how to feel that and know what that feels like for me has been such a gift. Yeah. And I think that's one thing too in practicing using your authority, no matter what type you have. There's like a a like unlearning period that you have to go through where you're like, I don't have to explain this to anyone. I just have to say, this isn't right. And I feel it in my body or this is really right. And I feel it in my body and not having to go through all the checklists of like pros and cons and and all of that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. And that's an interesting thing, too, if you have a partner like explaining this kind of stuff to to them. But it's interesting because I'm married to a projector who has a defined spleen. He's emotional authority, but then it's a spleen. Um, and so your spleen is very big on fears and immune system and keeping you safe and whatever. So there's times we'll like walk into somewhere and he's like, this isn't like, we don't need to eat here. You know, we'll walk into a restaurant. And he's like, we don't need to eat here. We need to leave. And I have to just, and it makes zero sense. And we're all hungry and we just want to sit down and have some Mexican food. And he's like, sorry. And it's nice when you can start to just uh, like honor that in each other. Yeah. Your authority and your, and your instincts and, and all of that. Cause like in the end we are 
mammals and our bodies are really smart. And it, even if you are someone who is spiritual or religious, that that's that still small voice inside of you. You know right. what I mean? That's not mm -hmm. our human brain that's like making up stories and all this. It's this like deep inner knowing, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, I look, I do connect it to my spirituality mm -hmm. and like understanding it as a spirit within me um, helping to guide me. And I just, I think that's what's so cool about this tool of human design because I feel like anyone can use it. Yes. Like I know like some people probably have a hard time getting past the woo if you're not a woo woo mm -hmm. kind of person, but like, like how does this actually work? And and I feel like there is some science behind it, too. Like, I don't even understand it all, but I know that there are some things behind it. And honestly, I just what I encourage will do is just give it a try, because like once you start reading about your design, you're going to be like, this is insane how accurate it is. And that's why I want to go back to that question. Like. When you have read, I mean, how many people have you how many people have you read over the years? Now? Probably around 250 or 300 by now, I would think. Yeah. And how many people like are come back to you and say, you know, this doesn't relate to me. I have had one person who didn't say that, but just she seemed sort of like, eh, and I never heard from her again. And she didn't have a whole lot of questions during the reading or seemed excited about it or anything. Literally one person. And you know what? That was a year that I sold gift certificates for Christmas. Okay. And one of her friends who was very excited about human design gave her a gift certificate. So she used okay. it. And I always say, and so now like these days, I don't really do gift certificates. Not that there's anything wrong with it, but I'm just like, I think that somebody who really is going to, um, I don't know, like use human design is going to find it at the exact right time. They're not going to be forced. Like it's not going to be forced yeah. upon them. It's not going to be something where they feel like they have to go get a reading because their friend gifted it to them or whatever. And it's just it's so if you're listening to this podcast episode right now and it's intriguing you, then that is a yes. Mm -hmm. And that is yeah. like, go look up your chart. If it's not, then just fast forward to Denise's next episode because it's fabulous. <laughs> um. But do you know what I'm saying? Like, I think yeah. it's meant, I think you have to be in a certain mindset and open to learning about it and open to accepting this information that's going to give you relief and that's going to like help you enjoy life more and help you connect to God more or your higher self, yeah. whatever, whatever feels good to you. Um, it has definitely helped my, helped me connect to that still small voice inside of me. It's helped yeah. me to stop people pleasing, um, to stop saying yep. yes when I when I really know it's a no. Um, it's saved me so much time and energy and money just of like following my authority and making the right the right decisions yeah. for me. Um, it's literally changed my my whole life. Like in the past four years, three, you know, four years, my career has changed. Um, I've become a parent. My marriage has total, like I'm married to the same person, but we're two different people in a good way. Like my marriage has changed and we've moved all because of yeah. human design. Yeah. I mean, it's such a powerful tool. Like that's what I look at it as a tool. And I've, and I've learned, I spent many years just, you know, coming across different things like Enneagram and Myers-Briggs and all these different personality tests. But this is something so unique and different to it because like you said, you're not taking the test. You're, it's kind of just like presented to you. And it is, it's like a real, it's just very relieving to like 
learn and there's so many pieces we're not even touching upon like mm-hmm. um you know your profile uh, your profile we're both yeah. so let's talk about that right? real fast yeah, yeah. i'm a six two I just did. And I can put this episode on there. If somebody wants to jump into their profile right away, I'll give you the link to my episode for it. Um, okay. Where I, it's called putting on your profile. I go, it has links to all of the profile episodes. So no matter what you are, just go to the show notes and, and you can go to that specific episode. But if you are a six two like Denise and I, it's an interesting episode because I talk about 6-2, like a profile, sort of an archetype. So a 6-2 is the exemplary human. Um, so we're very idealistic and we like see the best in the world. And then it's very uncomfortable when we're not in the best part of, of a situation or we're seeing yeah. bad in people. We're like, no, you. we like very much see the highest version of people and of situations. Right. So it can be really uncomfortable on earth sometimes. And it has been for me the past few weeks especially yeah um and but putting on your profile is very interesting i feel like that can be one source of really big relief for people like for you for for both of us i know we've talked about once we found out about the two the six two the two is the hermit and it very much means you need, need a lot of alone time and i know that was a big deal for yeah. both of us anybody knows me which you if you're listening to this podcast you probably have learned a bunch about me i love my alone time mm-hmm. And I felt guilty taking it, and it's and it, but it's something that's actually really good for me to take because it it gives me the energy that I need to help the, all the people in my life. But yeah. it's been such a good thing. This yeah, and there's so many there's numbers, there's combinations, and like you have to just basically this is an overview, but you have to just take your chart and then look up what your profile number is, and then go to Allison because that's actually how I found you, Allison. Is I had heard about you on a different podcast, Ali Rhea's podcast. And I looked at my chart because I was curious, mm-hmm. just something similar to this. I was listening to a podcast, heard Allison on it. And I was like, okay. And I looked at my, I looked at my chart. Yeah. And then I had no idea what a lot of this stuff meant. And so I started to just research and I went and I looked up like, what is a 6-2? And Allison had an episode on you do a podcast about 6-2. And I listened to it. And actually, honestly, I'm going backwards. I, I'm totally messing this up. I did not hear you on Ali Rhea's podcast. I heard you later on in Ali Rhea's podcast. It. I heard about it from Ali Rhea's on a different podcast episode. And then I realized that you actually had a connection with her, which was so kismet. Yeah. So, um, but anyway, long story short, I, I do a design helped me fall into Allison's world. And then I was like, oh my gosh, I need a reading. And then I got a reading from you. And then I was like, I really kind of think I want to start a business. I mean, I kind of already started a little bit with my my retreats. And I saw that you had a mastermind and I just delved right into the mastermind. And it's a combination of helping me learn more about my human design and business. And I mean, here I am now with Creative Comp Studio, with this podcast. I mean, none of this would have happened. The connections I made with so many people, all because of Allison. You do woo and like all the human design you've taught me and then just you as an amazing human being in general. So um, guys, like you got to check out Allison. You got to, if you're interested at all, if this is sparking anything in your sacral, your gut or any part of your body, spleen, whatever you, you get lit up by, you got to check it out because there's, it can, it's life changing. It really is. It's very, it's just a really cool 
thing to learn. And it is a relief. Like it's a major relief when you realize like, oh, okay, like this is, I'm this way and I can follow the instinct of how I'm supposed to, I'm designed, yeah. like I'm designed this way and for a reason. And there's things that I'm supposed to bring into the world for a reason. Uh, it's, it's really cool. It's, it's, it, you could spend hours, right? Yeah. Like once you want to learn. It's so crazy. Cause I'm, it was like a little over a year ago that I connected with you and that we did your reading yeah. and all that kind of stuff. And thinking back to that, it's like, oh my gosh, like so much has changed in 12 months, but Here's the deal. Even just jumping in and practicing some of this for like a week or two, it's almost like beginner's luck. Like you get a lot of cool things happening all of a sudden at the beginning. And then yeah. as long as you keep implementing it, your life will continue to change and improve. And it's like peeling back an onion, you know? Yeah. Like you I'm still learning. I there's so much that I haven't unpeeled yet, but But you get gifts along the way. Like Yeah. There were so many things that went on in, in your in your business life and in your personal life over the past twelve months where it's like, ooh, okay, we get to work on this now and we get to apply our throat chakra here and we get to apply yeah. boundaries and we get to do Work on codependency now. That's so fun. Um, so like yeah. all of these things are intertwined with your human design chart because it is how you operate as an individual on your own and then how you operate depending on other people. And sort of like the point of human design is unlearning all the stuff that you learned the first several decades of your life that don't serve you. Right. Right. Yeah. And doing it. Keep the stuff that does and get rid of the stuff that doesn't. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So it's an experiment. Exactly. It's like, it's just, it, it's a constant ongoing experiment that you get better and better and better at and more intricate, more efficient. And it's fun. Yeah. It's a creative it, experiment. It's, it's really fun. It's really fun. Well, Allison, I am so grateful that you came on the podcast. And because I feel like I've mentioned in previous podcasts a little bit about human design, but I'm like, wait till I have Allison on because I, I wouldn't be able to explain it well yet. I'm learning. I'm getting better and better, but you are like my guru. So I have a couple at the end of my podcast for when I have guests, I have a couple of questions, yeah. about four questions that I want to ask. Okay. And I just want to curious what your answers will be. And because this is the Creative Com podcast, it has uh, you know, a it has a vibe of creativity, rest and play. So let's see what you come up with. What's your favorite guilty pleasure? Ooh, well, very similarly right now to you. My favorite guilty pleasure currently is taking a hot Epsom salt bath and reading the uh, court. What is it? Crown of Cor oh, Thorns. the Court of Wines and Roses. Cor yes, that series. Yeah. I'm on book two. What are you on? Are you still on the first book? Book two. Book two. Yes. Oh, book two. So good. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm, on book, I'm on book four or five. I'm on book, book five. I can't wait. Yeah, so good. <laughs> but that's I had to start. I had to start listening to it on tape because I it was like taking over my life, and I like, <laughs> couldn't. I had to like be able to do other things while I listened to it. But... I seriously only read like half a chapter at a time, pretty much every night while I take an Epsom salt bath. So I feel like that it'll take me a while. Yeah, I think it's the MG, the manifesting generator in me, that like gets obsessed about it and can't yeah, put it good. down. <laughs> that's good. So. All right. Ready for your next one. The next question is, um, what's a dream vacation location that you would like to go to? I love this question. 
Um, and I know this sounds like so silly, but we just spent four days camping mm-hmm. um, out in like West Texas in a pl- near Utopia, Texas, which very much oh. felt like Utopia. Oh, okay. Here's my dream is to go. And we almost did this. We eloped on Kauai. I would love to get like an old RV and drive around the Hawaiian islands and camp out. That's what wow, I would love to do. Wow, that sounds awesome. That's really what That'd I want. Incredible. Do. How was camping with your with your little one? It was so fun. It was our first family camp trip, and she had a blast. And it was hilarious because we've taken her to a lot of cool places. Like last, probably one of the main ones she remembers is Portugal. Last year we went for two weeks to Portugal, and she goes, "Mom and Dad, I like camping better than Portugal." And I'm like, "Great." I'm glad we spent $50 camping and then probably $10,000 going to Portugal. Yeah, I remember my kids once we went to Maine and we rented a little cabin. It was like fun. We went in the rivers and had a great time. And they're like, this is even better than Disney World. And I was like, oh, okay. Because we just bought like the vacation club and that's great. (laughs) They like it. But it was really funny that they, because they really do enjoy those simple pleasures, just like we do. Yeah. Um, that's awesome. So you would like to go camping in an RV or a camper around the Hawaiian Islands? For sure, Kauai. I haven't looked into the other islands, but Kauai apparently has a, like a lot of cool campsites and stuff. That sounds awesome. I love that idea. That's pretty dreamy. Okay. This week, you suddenly find yourself with four hours of free time. What do you do? Oh, my goodness. I would probably go get a massage because we did when we camped, we hiked like four miles every day. So my body, it was great and it felt wonderful, but I could go get a massage, a massage and probably like going to a coffee shop and just like cleaning out all my emails. Yeah. Isn't that funny how like sometimes it's like the most like that actually sounds really good to me too. I'm like, oh, clean up my emails. (laughs) But, you know, when you're got a lot of other stuff going on, like, and you don't have time to do that, yeah. it's like, those are, that's a really nice thing to do. Yeah. But a massage, so nice. Yeah. So nice. I have one booked for this weekend Yay. and I'm excited. All right. Next. Last question. What's your favorite creative outlet? Really, it's playing my flute. I play the flute and I haven't picked it up in a few months and I need to. I got a music, a new music stand for this house. And I just get it. Whenever I get it out, I get in the, especially if no one's home. I don't like playing uh-huh. it in front of people because like Cam will come and be like, play this song, play this song. And I'm like, I just want to play for myself, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So like playing my flute with no one else in the house. Mm. It sounds like almost meditative. Mm. That sounds lovely. Wow, that is so cool. And you started playing when you were younger, right? I was like like 10. Yeah. That's so cool. I love that. I love that you're still playing. Yes. That's so awesome. It's the best. So awesome. Well, Allison, thank you so much for coming on. Um, This was, I I still am like pinching myself because I remember listening to your podcast before I really knew you and being like, I would love to do a human design reading with her. Is it possible? And then asking myself if it's possible and then it became possible and all these things that I thought were impossible are now possible because of like joining your world and just the the commitment that I've made since joining your world. Yeah. So um, like this podcast, 
I literally never thought I could do a podcast. That this yeah. is this is crazy to me that I have a podcast. But um, it my sake girl was like, heck yes, why have this been taking you so long? You know, and I but I needed to like I needed to let go of a bunch of other stuff that yeah. we had to work through and. Anyway, so thank you so much. Well, I am and, proud um, of you, and I'm glad that you followed that gut instinct because I feel like it's been very magical for you these past several months, and will continue to be so. Like, and podcasts are just freaking awesome because they grow and compound and just increase in momentum over the months and years. And you are a natural, and this subject, this like content, is so okay. needed for women right now so thank you for the work that you're doing oh thank you all right friends we'll see you on the very next creative con episode have a good one thank you so very much for tuning into this episode of the creative con podcast i hope that you found this episode insightful and that has inspired you to embrace the three pillars of rest creativity and play in your own life if you enjoyed this episode, please consider leaving a five-star review on iTunes or wherever you listen to this. Another wonderful way to show your appreciation and spread the creative con revolution is by simply screenshotting this episode and sharing it on your social media and tagging me. I want to express my gratitude for joining me on this creative journey. Your support means the world to me. If you have any questions, suggestions, or topics you'd like us to cover in future episodes, please reach out to me on Instagram at Denise Christensen Ray. Until next time, remember to prioritize rest, unleash your creativity, and embrace playfulness. Have an absolutely beautiful, magical day.